I identify very much with this panel of old man Tony Stark, who looks like Stanley a little bit, falling out of his hot rod, his gutted hot rod, and uh, Ben trying to call his attention to Peter. Because uh, this comic has taken a really weird turn where all of a sudden it went from Benny Parker struggling with his legacy of being, you know, Spider-Man's son and having the Spider-Man powers to Peter trying to stop him from being Spider-Man and the narrative ripping, <laughs> uh, ripping his Spider-Man-ness away from him. And it seems pretty strange to me. This is uh, Spider-Man Bloodline Part 3, written by uh, J.J. and Henry Abrams. The art is by Sarah Pacelli, uh, with help from uh, Elisabetta DiMaggio, and then uh, the colorist was Dave Stewart. Joe Carmagna did the lettering. And what else is this? Oh, the cover artists, uh, Oliver uh, Coppel and Dave Stewart. Okay, that's why I recognize part of it, I guess. Um, yeah, so uh, I guess I'm going to go ahead and talk about the cover next and then I will get into some more of my issues although I do have some highlights but overall I would rate this like a three out of five maybe maybe like a 2.5 I don't know uh so my biggest problem with these covers is that the main covers are all basically telling a story of the past they have a theme where they're showing Spider-Man, and I'm pretty sure it's Peter Parker, Spider-Man, not Benny, uh, in conflict with, uh, cadaverous, or I guess the cadaverous minions, and, uh, the first one showed him fighting cadaverous himself, and who knows how long that battle went on for, and, you know, were these guys rampaging for, you know, a, a couple weeks, a month, a day, I don't know, um, but it seemed to be a big protracted fight that Peter had with them, and it keeps showing glimpses of that, and I get that the story is steeped in the past, but... I don't like how the covers have almost nothing to do with the current day story. Although if they did a cover based on what happened here, uh, it may not be too exciting. One of the aspects of this story that feels funny to me is that, you know, it's a father and son writing it and the issues are very much father and son related and sort of about family and belonging and how, not how one deals with nepotism, but how one deals with taking on uh, the legacy of their father, and um, it, it, like I've complained about before, it all feels a little metatextual, and that's a little frustrating because I feel like uh, The Force Awakens felt very metatextual, and this feels like The Force Awakens, which isn't one of my favorite Star Wars movies. Um, but anyway, uh, there are some interesting things that feel pretty unique uh, for this comic, and one of them happens in this conversation that Benny and Peter are having in the very beginning, which is that uh, throughout the run of the comic so far, word bubbles have been overlaying, overlapping with each other, and one person's words are cutting off the other person's words. And at first, I didn't really like it, I didn't really get it, but I, it has a great sense of urgency and it feels realistic because you can decipher what's under there, but it kind of mimics how you would hear it garbled uh, if you were listening to the conversation or hearing dialogue for, you know, in a show. Uh, of course, the uh, the art is really good. I, I especially want to compliment uh, when there's the big explosion in the Parker house. Uh, the coloring is really great. Um, everything kind of takes on a single color tone. I'm, I'm not very good when it comes to describing uh, the technical art aspects of uh, color design or whatever, but like everything's in like the same tone as if um, 
you know, if you had like a sepia filter or like a, you know, orange colored filter or whatever, everything, uh, takes on the, like the, uh, an orange, uh, tone from the explosion, you know, like the flames. And it's nice cause it adds a nice unity to it. Uh, and then Pacelli, of course, her, her lines on Benny and Peter, uh, being blasted away look really great. And, uh, you know, there's books flying in the air. You, you get a really good sense of motion. Like you're witnessing this moment of the explosion and just feeling, uh, the force that they're feeling, um, as they're, you know, blown back by it, which is pretty great. And my, uh, the art has never been, uh, a problem in this, uh, in this comic so far. Uh, speaking of the art being pretty great, uh, Pacelli does this really cool perspective of Benny, like on his hands and knees looking up, you know, dazed after the explosion, after Peter's been stabbed by cadavers and is being taken away. And, uh, it's just a really great shot. Uh, I, I don't know what more to say about it. The, the framing, um, of the, you know, the wall and, and roof being torn away and cadavers filling most of it. And then you have in midground uh, his minions and then the, um, you know, the, the hands and forearms of Benny framing the rest of the shot. It's just, it's really great. Um, that's all I can say. More good stuff to say about the art. Uh, when cadavers has captured Peter, uh, he's put him in one of these pods and... <sighs> I don't know what's happening to Peter. I mean, I guess it's this process of, you know, he, he claims it's healing at some point in the narrative. And then we hear later from Stark that, um, there are these people who are focused on medical, uh, on a medical breakthrough for healing people. And, um, you know, it must be related to that, to those people specifically. I wonder if it's the guy trying to revive his wife or, or the lady scientist who was working with stuff on him. That makes the most sense. Um, also, the text was supposed to be 100... I don't know. The, the timeline doesn't seem to work very well for me, but I, I don't know when this is supposed to take place in the future. Mary Jane and Peter could have had Benny when they were, you know, in their late 30s or something. That's a little unclear. Anyway, uh, there's just a really great mood in here. Uh, Peter's hooked up to one of these pods, or he's inside of it, and he has all these wires connected to him, and the wires are spilling out from the room, and they're this stark red against the, the gray and muted colors uh, in the rest of the room and the nice dark shadows. And then there's one of the cadaverous creatures bots drones whatever uh crouching and it ends up getting up and going over to his tank and like tapping it and it just has a really creepy feel and there's a little bit of a sense of of uh like you can feel maybe the creature like pondering or wondering uh about peter and it's just kind of an interesting spin on it now this isn't showing up too great in the uh in the video uh editor that i'm using right now while i'm recording but uh, Pacelli does this thing, I think she's done it in the other issues, or maybe it's the, the color since it's Stuart, where there will be somebody in shadow, and in this case it's Stark in, in silhouette, and you're seeing him from the back, he's you know engaging in dialogue, but there's like like a dirtiness on the shadow, like there's dust collected on there, or like a smear, or I don't know, it's just an interesting technique, and I really like it, it makes, uh, I don't know, it just kind of makes everything pop a little bit more, and my eyes really drawn to Stark. He has a lot of dialogue in here too. And uh, it's very effective. Even if I don't like what they did with the mirror. And the thing is, I don't really care what happens to Tony Stark. Uh, I'm not that attached to his character at this point in my life. Um, what my concern really is, is that this is a Spider-Man comic book and Stark's being introduced. Uh, you also have Riri Williams, which is kind of a nice touch uh, just because it's, you know, it's this story is carrying on, 
as if the current Marvel continuity were to continue, which I like. And it's something that was also done, uh, or I felt like was done in Spider-Man Life Story. Anyway, the the issue here is that the story is being very much ripped away from Benny as Spider-Man, at least in this middle chapter. And there's only two more issues after this um, with these resurrected Avengers coming along. And I'm a little confused as to where this is coming from. Uh, I'm sure we're going to get some expository dialogue, or maybe it'll just be a, a story that'll be better to, you know, hear more about at another time. I don't know. But it's just, it's frustrating. Uh, again, I'll, I'll reiterate, um, you know, Peter's telling him not to be Spider-Man a- after Faye was encouraging him to be Spider-Man and to embrace it. And he goes and, you know, saves that Greg Gunberg guy and uh, in the last issue. And then uh, it's just, it's being taken away from him by Peter and then the narrative. And then when they get to dealing with Tony, like there's this one mathos of pain where uh, Stark is upset because apparently he and Peter were friends in this, uh, in this version of things. Um, And uh, Ben's like desperate for him to help. And he's trying to, and I, I guess before he, he, it's frustrating me that he's got to go to Stark for help and that, these, you know, zombie Avengers are coming back or whatever, and they're going to kind of maybe derail things a little bit. That's what it feels like to me. That's my, my concern, but it takes so long for Stark to, uh, like straighten up. And I know he's supposed to be a drunk and a, you know, a loser at this point and whatever, but it's just really frustrating. It takes so long to get in gear. It almost feels like they're just padding time out so that they can have this big reveal of the, uh, you know, cadavers, cadavers Avengers, um, getting involved in the story. And then, uh, you know, it's a setup, I guess, for, for Peter to, or for Benny to step up and act. Um, I mean, he's got the spider suit in his backpack, so what's going to happen in the beginning of next episode or next issue? I mean, I guess he's going to, um, throw the suit on real quick and start fighting them because, you know, Thor just, you know, nuked their car, uh, with a bolt lightning and, you know, there's no way for them to escape and he's going to have to, you know, slow them, slow them down or stop them in order to get out of there. Um, we see at the uh, Stark building that there are these Iron Man security guard guys, which I, is a gag because they're in like, you know, they're like bouncers and big in you know, sport coats or whatever, but they've also, they also look like the war machine armor, which is kind of silly. Um, I didn't really appreciate that joke, but like, are those guys going to come out and help? And, um, you know, if those are drones or whatever, why are they wearing clothes? Anyway, uh, they might help them escape the Avengers, but then it's like other people will be doing the, um, the action, doing the saving, doing the heroism for Benny, and he won't get to shine on his own. And I mean, I thought this story would be about him coming into that. This uh, issue has been a real um, negative turning point for me. And uh, I got to say, by this point, uh, issue three of <laughs> really like issue one of uh, the M2 Spider-Girl from what, 99, 98, that DeFalco and company worked on is way better than this was. Um, as far as a story of a spider kid carrying on, uh, in Peter's place or, you know, with Peter around. And, uh, that's just, uh, it's too bad. I would think with the powerhouse team of Abrams and Abrams working on this, it'd be better. I mean, it isn't. The art is a little bit better though. Anyway, thank you for sticking with me. Check out mjmunoz.com for more of my work. I'm an aspiring author who will gladly accept your financial support through coffee, or you can buy merch from my Redbubble store. Swinging Through Comics can be found on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and mjmunoz.com slash STC. Relevant links are in the show notes. If you had a good time, like and share this. Subscribe and ring that bell to catch me next time. I'm Swinging Through Comics.
this uh, issue has been a real um, negative turning point for me. And uh, I got to say, by this point, uh, issue three of <laughs> really like issue one of uh, the M2 Spider-Girl from what, 99, 98, that DeFalco and company worked on is way better than this was um, as far as a story of a spider kid carrying on uh, in Peter's place or, you know, with Peter around. And uh, that's just, uh, it's too bad. I would think with the powerhouse team of Abrams and Abrams working on this, it'd be better. I mean, it isn't. The art is a little bit better, though. Anyway, thank you for sticking with me. Check out mjmunoz.com for more of my work. I'm an aspiring author who will gladly accept your financial support through coffee, or you can buy merch from my Redbubble store. Swinging Through Comics can be found on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and mjmunoz.com slash STC. Relevant links are in the show notes. If you had a good time, like and share this. Subscribe and ring that bell to catch me next time. I'm Swinging Through Comics.